Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 77 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we uh, as we pause from our Come Follow Me study for today uh, and we review um, recent uh, comments and posts in our um, Facebook group, that's the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me group. Um, and also we discuss something else uh, that I've been studying this week as well, if there's indeed time. A few things on Facebook this week, week which is great. Just a bit of a um, kind of, what's the word? Um, well, a note really on this section. Um, I am recording this on Friday before I go into the hospital. So obviously if you've posted something over the weekend, I, I will have missed that, but I'll pick it up at, in next week's episode. So just so you know. But we've had a few things despite that. Um, we had a, well, we had a lovely comment about, um, my son, uh, who I talked about in our last week's episode and the reason why I'm going into hospital over the weekend. He is doing okay. He is obviously struggling with some pain with, uh, the, the, uh, th- with the treatment, but he's doing well. He has some good days where it's not so bad and, uh, he's keeping quite positive, I think. So thank you for, for, for the kind words, uh, Diana in the group, um, about him. So, one of the things I posted was uh, with the um, the whole dams, the dam situation in Doctrine and Covenants and how they built the dam for the baptisms and then it was broken by, you know, people that, try, that were trying to stop the baptisms. And then those people gathered on the day the baptisms happened and gave some more persecution. Uh, and I shared a picture which was from one of the uh, pictures in the children's um Doctrine and Covenants stories book, kind of like the Book of Mormon stories picture book, but for the Doctrine and Covenants. And yes, it was quite a dated picture and I loved it. Um, Candice Welch says, these uh, 70s style drawings drive a crazy little bit. And um, she also said, and I quite I quite agree with this, um, that she wishes that they would update them. Uh, her kids even thought a graphic design version of the Book of Mormon would, would be really cool. Um and we know, obviously, that with the Book of Mormon, we've got kind of the Book of Mormon videos that have been coming out, uh, and there's some excellent imagery from those. Um, and so, you know, it could be something which, you know, could be in the pipeline in the next number of years or so, and I think that that would be great, um, just to really give some more resources uh, to be able to teach uh, the the gospel. We obviously have the gospel art book, and there are loads and loads of images of Bible stories and Book of Mormon stories. And I think that with church history, there is, you know, there is some good things there. There's some really good things, but not something that covers the entire catalogue, if you like, of church history. And so uh, that's something that might be useful. Any any buddy artists out there, uh, there's a possibility there to have a think. Another interesting uh, thing that was shared on the Facebook group, which was actually one of the things I was going to share, uh, is about the church and it's expanding leadership roles for women women in Europe. Um, this obviously impacts myself myself and my area uh, specifically, uh, as we have one of these callings for an individual in UK and Ireland. Um, but uh, there are, if I'll just read it, there's a quote in the newsroom from the UK, like kind of an island news. It says, quote, a new position added to the organisational structure of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Europe calls upon women to mentor congregational officers and participate in leadership councils, close quote. It then lists uh, the, the six women who've been called to these roles. Um, and then it says, quote, 
Area organization advisors will give instruction to church leaders and provide women's perspectives at all levels of councils. They will also represent the primary, young women and relief society organizations in their service. Close quote. Uh, and there's some comments from the actual um, sisters themselves. But I think that, um, you know, it's a wonderful um, opportunity uh, for sisters to be part of more, you know, discussion and and decisions in all levels of council within the Europe area. This is something that is just specific to the Europe area at this stage, but it's been but it's been approved by the first presidency. It says in the news article, "quote The first presidency, consisting of the president of the church and his two councillors, approved the creation of the new position for the for areas outside of the United States and Canada." Area presidencies may decide to call women to this position of area organization advisor at their discretion. Close quote. And I hope that that is something that is done, you know, across the world a bit more as well. Uh, you can see on the news article, which I'll, I'll share on the um, Facebook group, who the sisters are uh, and what area they're called to. And um, yeah, I just think it's a fantastic um as I think it was Candice Welch that shared this as well. Yeah, I, I think that it's a wonderful opportunity for sisters to be involved more and to have this level of um, discussion uh, in their areas. And so that was something I wanted to share. So thanks for that anyway. Um, the other thing I wanted to share was an article which I made reference to in a couple of, ep- a couple of, of episodes ago in this uh, study podcast. As I mentioned, it was in the March, well, it is in the March 2021 Enzyme, but it's only a digital only uh, article. If you read the uh, the Enzyme on the app, uh, there is some specifically, you know, some specific articles that are only available in the digital version. And this is one of them. So I'm glad that I was reading it because it's uh, called The Priesthood of Women I Receive as a Woman uh, by J- Jamie Easler, who lives in USA. Uh, and she says some interesting things and some really insightful things about the priesthood uh, in, in its role with women. Uh, she said, quote, my understanding of the priesthood has grown as I've accepted President Russell M. Nelson's invitation to study prayerfully all the truths you can find about priesthood power. Over time, I've come to think of the priesthood as three branches growing from one big trunk. The trunk represents the overarching definition of the word priesthood, the power and authority of God, which used to create the earth through which God brings to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. The three branches to me represent following aspects of the priesthood. One, priesthood keys, which God gives to worthy priesthood holders to direct the use of the priesthood on behalf of God's children. Two, priesthood authority, which is the authorization to respect, represent God and act in his name. Worthy male members, church members receive priesthood authority through priesthood conferral and ordination to priesthood offices. All church members can exercise delegated authority as they are set apart or assigned to assist in accomplishing God's work. This means that as a woman, I can receive authority to to act and serve within my stewardship. President Alan H. Oaks reiterated this by saying, when a woman, young or old, is set apart to preach the gospel as a full-time missionary, she is given priesthood authority to perform a priesthood function. And then number three, priesthood power which is the power by which God blesses his children. God's priesthood power flows to all members of the church, female and male, as they keep the covenants they have made with him, close quotes. I thought this was particularly interesting 
I thought this was a wonderful way of seeing the priesthood. And I thought it was a wonderful way of being able to explain it and how it blesses the lives of males and females, not just in the blessings that the priesthood brings, but in being able to use that priesthood power and authority also. The priesthood keys, you could argue, is the one which perhaps is a, a, assigned only to males in the sense that we, we have um, priesthood keys in terms of bishops and elders, quorum presidents and state presidents and so on. However, you know, there are some that argue that priesthood keys extends outwards, not just beyond, um, you know, the administering in the church. Um, and so, you know, and there's some a number of books, a number of authors that have written about this. And I could not do uh, justice in talking about that area myself, as, as I've not studied them fully myself. Uh, but I think that there is an interesting um, discussion around that, about what priesthood keys are, what specific keys are held and what they do. As far as we understand within the church, in terms of the organizational structure of the church, that's how it works. Uh, but I think there is some more discussion to be had there. Um, but yeah, sisters do use the priesthood. They use priesthood authority and they use priesthood keys. And I think if you're interested in learning more, this article is a wonderful one uh, because it outlines a few more basic truths, which I think are really important to understand. And so I encourage you to study that and I'll try and share that on the Facebook group as well. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this study. Please do continue to follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me for further insights and further discussion uh, from members of this group as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>